A lot of great things coming to Rock Hill. It really was the people of Rock Hill. How many things does Rock Hill have going on? And you get to be a part of that. Now it's like, wow, I want to be there. I want to live there. I want to go there. It is extraordinary. The changes that have happened and what I really believe is just the next really great city in South Carolina. Hello and welcome to the CityCast. I'm Oriana Moore and I'm alongside co-host uh, Matthew Cray today. And we have a couple of guests with us from Public Works. We have Kevin Richardson and Kenny Williams. So if you guys just want to say hello. Hey, good hey how are y'all? And thank you for joining us today. And uh, Kevin, go ahead and scoot a little bit closer to your microphone. <laughs> Don't worry. It, it, yeah, you'll be good. Um, go, before we get into our fun question, go ahead and tell everyone... Kevin, you'll be reminding us because you've been here before, but Kenny, we'll start with you. Tell us what you do and then a little bit about who you are and how you ended up at the city. All right. Uh, I'm over to Public Works. I'm in Public Works. I'm over to Streets, Construction, and Stormwater Departments. Uh, what I do here, we, we mainly just uh, do sidewalk, or sidewalk, streets, construction, uh, stormwater repairs. Uh, we've gotten into larger projects as far as retention ponds. Uh, laying large pipe up to a 78 inch uh, so we get into a lot and, and plus we also assist uh, other departments throughout the city okay as much as we can but before coming here i came from the private side uh where we kind of done this on a larger scale what we're doing at the city uh mainly just subdivisions you know putting in subdivisions uh grading piping uh paving stuff like that and i've done that for uh 15 years before coming to the city where'd you grow up Rock Hill. You grew up in Rock Hill, Rock born and raised? And then where'd you go to school? I went to Rock Hill High. Okay, and then did you go to college or you just I went found to, a job? Yeah, I went to Tech for a semester and it okay. just wasn't me. <laughs> well, you're doing pretty well for yourself. Yes, yes. No worries there. Uh, Kevin, what about you? So uh, I'm Kevin Richardson. I'm the Public Works Project Manager. Basically what that means is I'm a little bit of a, a utility hitter, if you will. Um, I do a little bit of everything. But I, because we're talking about some utilities a little bit, if, if yeah. I needed to explain the joke. Sorry. So Go, continue. <laughs> no, I do a little bit of everything. So it may be helping to oversee uh, our sanitation division and maybe working with Kenny and company in terms of coordination for any uh, ongoing projects, either with other departments or outside entities um, as a whole or assisting the public works director as he as he may direct. And where are you from? So originally I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, but I come here to Rock Hill by way of Virginia Beach. Okay. Uh, I was there previously working in the solid waste uh, for the city of Virginia Beach as an assistant superintendent. And I also did 16 years in the Marine Corps prior to that. Awesome. Uh, so as you guys know, or as Kevin knows, I'm going to confuse your names, by the way, at some point. <laughs> just Kevin and K. Kenny. <laughs> yeah, just because of the K. I, I can already feel myself about to slip up. So... If it happens, I'm just pre-warning you. Well, my brother's named Kevin, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, I get it. Uh, we start off with some fun questions. When it's one person, I'll put them on the hot seat. This time, because it's two people, I'm just going to introduce one fun question for you guys to think about. Um, and someone asked me this last week. If you could combine your favorite uh, fast food menu items into one meal, assuming you could eat it all, what would those be? So, I'll go first. I would take a Chick-fil-A sandwich, and I would put Zach sauce on it. I know that mm. sounds wrong. Mm -hmm. I'd get some fries from Five Guys, and then this is more of a recent thing, but I'd go to Freddy's, which is down by Riverwalk, and get a uh, chocolate fudge brownie custard concrete. Huh. And that would be my go-to meal with my favorite things from each places. So 
Um, that that's how I set it up. What would you guys enjoy if you could create your own all encompassing meal from fast food restaurants? Kenny, you need a minute. <laughs> uh, I, I would probably say uh, Moe's taking a Moe's chicken bowl, okay, and put uh, the queso cheese from Sharondos, um, okay, on it, uh, and then add some kind of uh, pizza sauce or something. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Okay, so I would do the double cheeseburger from Wendy's. Oh, with okay. bacon. Is this the Baconator? Yes. The Baconator. Yes, okay. not the son of Baconator. The, bacon the regular Baconator. Yes. I would take that. I would take the chicken bacon ranch fries from Zaxby's. Mm. And then I would go with some type of milkshake from Steak and Shake. Okay. I like it. Oriana, do you have anything? Um. See, at first when you asked the question, I thought about Chick-fil-A, but then I was like, Everything that I want from Chick-fil-A, or if I get a Chick-fil-A sandwich, then I'm going to want, like, the lemonade from there and everything. But I think I would pair maybe, like, a cheeseburger from Cookout with the Cajun seasoning on it with, like, if I could get the waffle fries from Chick-fil-A, but yeah. the Cajun seasoning Ooh. from Cookout yeah. on the fries. Yeah, they're fresh waffle fries. Yes, yes. fresh. Yes. With the Cajun seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good. Is that that'd be it right there? Yeah, and I'm probably going to dip it in buffalo sauce. And buffalo I always sauce. get buffalo sauce. <laughs> All right, real quick. So you, it sounds like you can handle spicy food. I can. I, I love it. I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, and I don't know why, but I can't. I just can't do it. Yeah. It, it, it lights my tongue on fire. <laughs> I was not born that way. That's uh, part of the allure. Like that, that, that's like the rite of passage. Hot <laughs> is okay. Some things are just hot, but I, my tolerance for spice is just non-existent. Can you guys eat spicy foods? Yes, I can. You can. No, you can. I can. So me, me and Kenny are on the same page. <laughs> Oriana and Kevin are on the same page. Um, we're gonna team up and fight now. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, you guys are here to uh, talk about public works. That is the general overarching area you both are in. Uh, for people out there who don't know or just hear two words with and nothing comes to mind, what is public works? Uh, to me, public works, I mean, we, we, we try to maintain the streets, the sidewalk, uh, the stormwaters, uh, you know, just to keep them, keep them clear, safe for the public, uh, even within climate weather. You know, that's, that's our job. Uh, and then um, just assisting other departments. So, I mean, that's, to public works, that's uh, what I think of when I think of it. For me, it's more of a... Um all the little public things that you don't think about until they're not done. Um, so like your trash, like Kenny said, your streets, your sidewalks, um, your storm drains, your, your uh, median curves, things of that nature, all the leaf collections, all the things that you, because they're always done, you take for granted because you just assume that they, they just naturally happen. But it's when they don't happen or when there's a suspension of service for some reason, that you realize, oh, somebody does take care of this. Awesome. Um, how many divisions and people do you guys have? Uh, on the, the, I guess, the public works side, the construction side, we have uh, four, which, like I said, construction streets and stormwater. Uh, and in, that, in, in them departments, we have 41 total employees. Awesome. Um, so uh, you, you said it's overarching. Things that people don't know that need to be done uh that need to be done um talk about some of the different projects you guys have had on your agenda over the past several years uh one um one major one is college downs uh i'm sure uh 
y'all have heard of that and, mm-hmm. and, and 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 it was a good project like i said it was uh what the issue was they were having flooding issues down at the bottom uh when it did flood trying to get people out so and we, where so is college downs for those who don't know what it is just go ahead and explain where what was going on which you did a little bit yeah it, what, what was happening when we would get big rains it would flood the bottom part of the streets which where, you had where set, is that at uh college downs which is on king um, drive okay yeah yeah uh doby drive uh, armstrong uh and then what it would cause because you had few houses down there it would pretty much trap them there okay uh, but it wouldn't let the top half of the uh neighborhood get out we had an emergency gate they had to cut through so what we did is went in there and and, and laid some more storm drain pipe uh you know cut out some of the creek uh benches out there to help with the flooding um pretty much put in a new road a cut through that way we could eliminate the uh emergency exit uh so when they it did flood they could take that roundabout uh new road and use it to get out versus having to worry about i can't get through the water so Mm -hmm. uh before we get to the other special projects help me with the, the process here when something is wrong how do you guys find out about it do you does someone submit it to you how does that whole process work so there's a couple of different ways that that can work um a lot of times what we tell residents is to submit on the city's website under public works. Uh, they can submit a service request there or, um, or if they need something picked up for a bulky work order or something like that. All those requests are the same, so we'll get all of those. Uh, they can chat on the city website as well. There's a little chat button down to your lower right-hand corner. Uh, you can actually send emails to uh, public works at City of Rock Hill, or you can just flat out just call us. Cool. And then do you get that information and what happens? Uh, normally we get, if it's a work order or a request, we'll, we'll, we'll look at it, see what we got to do. Uh, and then we'll try to get it scheduled. Uh, but uh, on the larger projects, it, it, sometimes it takes engineers. It takes drawings. It takes plans uh, to build the, the, the process. So it could take longer. On the smaller ones, we just kind of go out there, look at it, see what it's going to take to, to repair it or fix it. Uh, and then we'll schedule it with the crews and, and go from there. Cool. Can, can yeah. you, one one you might want to show. Um, talk about potholes. Potholes. All right. Yeah, potholes are a little different uh, throughout the city. I mean, obviously they're they're around. Uh, the way we do the potholes, uh, obviously the public, we want them to call them in. Um, but we do send the crews out uh, if we're caught up on the potholes to go around in neighborhoods to repair them. Uh, so when we do repair a pothole, uh, when our crews go out, uh, they'll go out and square it up real good, uh, clean it out, tack it. And, and fill it back in with the hot mix and roll it in uh, versus just dumping it in there and walking away. Uh, that way, with that process, uh, what we've seen, it's lasted you know, years and years versus having to go back the next week or the next day to repair that. So for that, with that process, it's worked well. Uh, and then with our pothole trucks, what we've got, we've had them for several years. Um, we can hold up to six tons in these pothole trucks, but we can also hold them for three days uh, versus having to go dump it uh, every day to get new asphalt so they can hold up to three days to keep it hot to where we can continue to go versus having to go back to the plant every day so you bring up potholes unannounced is that <laughs> something that you guys hear a lot about from the public um it's something that we we do hear a lot about and it goes into um understanding what what kind of street you live on so understanding the street signs because um, we actually a couple i think it was what four or five years ago kenny that we changed a lot of the street signs. We did. We um, did. So we have different signs on the street signs, and what that means is, if you look at a street sign, it tell whether it's owned and maintained by the city or owned and maintained by the state or the county, and that'll determine whether we can actually come and fix things like potholes. Fun question here. 
I did not prep you for this, so if you don't know the answer, that is fine. What percentage of roads that people would drive, I, I want to say in the city, but I think you get what I mean, are actually owned by the city? So I couldn't give you a percentage, but okay. I can give you a mileage. Yeah. Do it. So right now, our public works department for the city of Rock Hill maintains just over 200 square miles. Okay. So within that, if I had to guess, maybe about 70, 75% of the roads are owned and maintained by the city of Rock Hill. And the rest are kind of a mixture between private, county, or state. Because I know people might drive on a road or drive through the city and think, oh, I'm in the city of Rock Hill. But if you look at like the map, it's very, it's kind of like a blob. So you might drive down Selenies and go in and out of the city four times. And that road may or may not be owned by the city. So there's a lot of intricacies like that that I don't, I don't feel like people necessarily understand that you guys probably have to deal with a lot we do yeah we do. like i said and it's it, it sometimes it can be difficult but and that's probably one of the uh uh questions we get a lot you know who who maintains this street who maintains this street so uh but like kevin was saying it's just where with the city there's a logo the city logo we have on all our streets uh and then with the state it's just a uh, straight uh street name uh, that indicates the state and then on the private it's just a blue sign so uh, so, I mean, it's, it's fairly easy once you understand uh, how you can identify them. Could you explain, I don't know if this is something that you would know, but could you explain why it's that way? Why are some of the streets owned by the city and some by the state, some by the county? So that is actually by uh, South Carolina state statute. Okay. And what it was, a lot of the streets way back, almost 100 plus years ago, uh, when they created uh, the infrastructure piece, um, a lot of the roads were owned and maintained by the states and the counties. Mm-hmm. And then as you started seeing municipalities grow into what they what we see today, um, some of those roads and some of those new roads have become part of the municipality. But for others that are still maintained by either the state or county, it requires up to 75% of the people in those particular areas to sign on and say, hey, we want this road to become part of the city so we can get city services and things like that. So that's where things like annexations come into play. Okay. So you guys keep up with with those roads and with sidewalks and all that other stuff. Do you do you have like a running list? Like okay, every X amount of months we need to check up on Dave Lyle, or we need every so every X amount of months we need to check up on this road and see if anything needs to be done. Is that something you guys do? Well, on the pothole side, yes, we on have several. Okay. We have several roads that uh, we'll have our crews check it monthly, just because we know there's uh, some issues there, uh, and it's there's a good possibility it's going to not that pothole but it's going to come out come back somewhere else uh so yeah we, we do have them hit hit them areas monthly just to make sure uh we, we're covering ourselves as far as claims and stuff uh what other projects are ongoing uh right now we've got uh york tech driving school uh that's one of the larger projects we just completed as far as installing the pipe that was a 78 78 inch uh, metal pipe we had to go uh, removed because what was happening is the bottom had rusted out so we removed all that it was 400 foot and replaced it uh, so once we got all that complete we actually got crews out there now grading the lot to repave it hmm. uh, so that that's another good project uh, pretty much is uh, and a lot of our projects you know we've got stormwater construction streets but they all work together a lot you know when, when the stormwater guys go in and do something like at uh, the school most likely our, our other crews are going to come behind and we're either replacing curb or, or doing some kind of paving. So, and that's the good thing about our department. We all, we all work together a lot. 
So um, I was just trying to understand with the streets, you do mostly repairs, right, with potholes and things like that. So if a street or a road needed to be expanded, would that be public works? Uh, it just depends. I okay. mean, if, if it's a new one, uh, yes, that, that's a possibility that we can go and expand it. Uh, but if it's like in a new subdivision or something, mm -hmm. that would be something that the, the developer would probably have a contractor come in. Because, okay. again, when they get into larger streets uh, and a lot of paving, uh, we, we're just not uh, set up that way, you know, so we're set up more of a uh, uh, smaller streets and doing smaller repairs. Okay. So, uh, what are some other commonly asked questions you guys get from the public? Some FAQs, if you will. Mm. Uh, trash collection day is typically a good one, especially for people who just moved into the city. Um, what can I put in my trash can? It's always uh, a general mm. one, which we show on our website, the list of things that you can and cannot uh, put in, how to do a bulk request. Um, or if we don't accept it, uh, we also have a link to the York County site where they have 16 drop-off sites throughout the city where we show you where you can actually take your stuff to, whether it's um, tires um, or just anything out of the ordinary, like uh, barbecue pits, things of that nature. Um, sometimes, Trees falling, I think, is one that, that mm -hmm. we've started to see a little bit more of as the weather gets a little nicer outside. Um, Kenny, can you think of anything else? I mean, potholes, to, to, for me, potholes kind of comes to the top of the list yeah. because yeah. it's always, uh, like you said, we're in the city of Rock Hill. We're inside the city limits. The city should own this when sometimes it's the state or sometimes it's a county road. Yeah. And the resident just doesn't know the look at the street sign to say, hey, okay, I don't see the city symbol there, so it must belong to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a good thing with, with the potholes, it is a hot topic. Uh, but on state roads, we do try to assist them with the potholes. Uh, mm -hmm. Just for, if, if, if we, they, they supply the materials and pay for it, and then we'll do the work. So again, uh, it just depends on uh, how big it is. You know, sometimes we go to one and, and it's a street maintenance. We're, we're not gonna do the street maintenance because uh, we're not set up that way with our pothole crews. So there are times where we'll, we'll, we will repair uh, 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 state potholes. Hey, man, they're a real problem. They do, are. do you guys remember the? it was an insurance commercial, I think, and the, the car runs over the pothole and the pothole starts talking like, I'm a pothole, did I do that? <laughs> but I will say it's gotten a whole lot better uh, over the years. As uh, it, many calls we get in now, uh, versus what it used to be because I mean when we first got these pothole trucks we did a pretty much a, 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 a blitz through the whole city uh, and when we when I say that we, we set um, both potholes out with two people in them and we covered the whole city so now uh, it, it's not it's nowhere near the amount that we we got then we're getting now so I mean it, it, it's gotten a whole lot better so what upcoming projects do you have for the next year or so uh, right now we've got um, Evergreen Circle. It's a project on our stormwater uh, list, and, and, and that's going to be replacing some of the older pipe through neighborhood uh, that we got to replace. Uh, we've got some trail paving we got to do for PRT. Uh, we do have a, a stream restoration project we got to do out off of Rollison Middle School area. Uh, and then we've got our G Fund, C Fund paving. Uh, contractor coming in uh, so before they come in we have to go in before them and start replacing like curb and stuff mm -hmm. before they do the paving so uh, we've got a good bit of work coming up it's definitely a busy year coming for it is it is mm -hmm. so I have a question 
and if I don't, I don't want anyone to get mad at me, <laughs> but when uh, several years ago, when this, I, I know you were here, Kenny, and I'm not sure if you were, how long have you been at the city? I've been at the city two years now. Okay. So March, you, May, two you years. You weren't here, but when they had the big pipe burst, the big mm. water main break. The one on Cherry Road. The one on Cherry Road. Was that you guys? Was that Public Works or was that someone else? That was utilities. That was yeah. utilities. Now, we did assist with it yeah. some. Uh, we did the cleanup on Cherry Road as far as where the mud got in. Uh, and, and we did, we, we have some brine tanks we were able to fill up and assist the hospital because they didn't have water. But the the major work came from the utility side. Gotcha. Okay. So, so do you guys partner with utilities in a lot of what you do? Because when you talk about going to Evergreen, and you, what did you say you guys are doing on Evergreen? Replacing the storm drain. Uh, right. Pipe. Mm-hmm. That sounds very similar to what I would think utilities would do. Yeah. So you guys work mm-hmm. hand-in-hand a good bit? We do. We do. I mean, like with when, when they come in, if they have like a repair or a burst or something, uh, their job is to, re- to fix the repair or add to service. Mm-hmm. Our job is to come in after them and repair the curb or the asphalt okay. that they had to take out. That makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. We, we do, I mean, just the last year, I think we end up repairing 450 to 500 utility cuts wow. throughout the year. So, yeah, we, we work hand-in-hand close uh, each and every day. Yeah, if there's an opportunity for us to get as much done in that particular area as possible, we'll coordinate with other departments to make sure that happens. Uh, Izzard Street is another one yes, that we're getting ready to start now that we're partnering with utilities to go in there. They've got some work going on, and they've asked us, hey, can you do some work here too? So that way it's the best bang for the buck, and we save money for the residents. Now, I wanted to go back a little bit. Um, Kevin, you were talking about uh, sanitation and recycling and, you know, calling in. Uh, we could call or You can call, online. you can text, you can write an email, you can send a service request. All right, so I wanted to just clarify what items, I guess if we wanted to put something on the side of the road um, on our trash pickup day, what items are okay to put there and then what items would be something that we need to um, take to one of the sites to drop it off? So for your regular, so there's a couple of different things to to talk about. So you have your your green can, which is your regular garbage, and you Mm -hmm. have your brown can if you have a yard cart. Um, so your brown can for your yard cart, you can put yard waste, i.e. grass clippings, uh, pine needles, straw, things like that in there all year long. We pick it up every week. Okay. Okay. You have your regular trash, which obviously we pick up every week. And then for your other bulk items, say like couches, dining room tables, entertainment centers, um, things like that, you call in for a work order. And then uh, right now is a three-day schedule ahead. So okay. you call three days out or send a work request three days out. We'll schedule it to pick it up on your collection day. And what we ask is that you have it out by 7 in the morning. Okay. So I have a question because yes. I've had this happen in my house. No construction uh, material. <laughs> I put a couch out and I put in a, a work order. And then I come home later that day and someone has shown up and just taken the couch or the coffee table. Do I call you to cancel it? How does that work? <laughs> no. So so let, let's, say, let's say you get off 530 every day, right? Yeah. So... Our operation is set up to run to where uh, we typically go. Our guys come in about 6.30 every morning, and they go to about 5 in the evening. So we try to be done before then. So if we get to your address and you put out a couch, we have it on the work order, and we see it's not there, we're just going to mark it off as couch is not available. We'll move on. Okay. So if, if for whatever reason, say you forgot to put it out or it got moved down a couple spots, we know that if something has happened, you're going to call us back to reschedule that. Okay. Um, if we happen to still be in the area, we will try to come back. But in an ideal world, it'll be there 
by 7 a.m. the morning of. We'll collect it throughout the day. By the time you come home, you should know no difference. It should be there in one minute and gone the next. Cool. Because I know there are some people, I think, who will go around and find stuff like that, yeah. resell it. Our, our <laughs> right. yard is like the Bermuda Triangle. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and so you, the, you guys mark it off. Nothing else that needs to be done. Actually, we see that a lot with uh, like scrap metals, for example. Yeah. Um, typically, people will put that out like the night before. Um, and scrappers will come through, get it, especially if they can reuse it. Or possibly they know what's wrong with it and they can fix it. And it'll be gone by the time we get there. Yeah, I put out a coffee table once and somebody just took the table part. Like they left the metal legs and they took the wooden part. Um, so I was like, well, <laughs> do I still call? Or <laughs> I no. guess someone else will come and get the rest of it. But I don't know. I was at work, so I assume they just had time to stop in front of my house and, and do that. So the other thing I would say is um, I, I could not stress enough to, to call in for a work order. Um, because if we do see things just just out there after a while, we do consider it as abandoned mm. and we'll end up charging the resident for that mm. because it, there's no call. There's no work order. But we're trying we, we do try not to do that. So uh, like our partnership with Housing and Neighborhood Services, uh, their code enforcers will come by behind us now and they'll look for things that are on a work order and they'll try to talk to the residents because mm -hmm. some people just don't know the call in a work order. Yeah. So we try to do everything before having to come pick it up and charge a resident. Okay, um, I do have a question. It's kind of on topic, but um, is ma mainly from personal experience. So uh -oh. <laughs> when I when uh -oh. I moved do into I have the an irate customer here? <laughs> no, when I moved into the house that I rent, um, like a few weeks after our green um, garbage can, basically the wheels fell off of it. Okay, and then uh, of course I called and they got it resolved. But do you mind talking about? talking through that process if somebody has a garbage can or something that is broken or I don't know somebody stole it you never know um right. what we, can we, they do to get that resolved and we, to get we have had a couple cases of that <laughs> we've had a couple cases of um people just driving erratically and happen to be on mm -hmm. trash day and just completely obliterated trash cans um we have had instances of that but for for your question I would tell you um if the can is damaged or whatever all our new cans have a 10-year warranty from the day you buy it. Okay. So if anything happens that's not uh, negligence or malicious on your part as the resident, it the built-in replacement is there for the 10 years. Okay. Okay. After the 10 years, um, say the can falls apart, there's a split down the back, which is a fairly common thing just due to wear and tear and exposure to the weather. Mm -hmm. uh, the resident replaces that. But if it's something like a broken wheel or the bars falling out, stuff like that, give us a call a lot of times if we have extra parts we'll come and repair that for free okay. so our intent is to keep the can with you in working condition as long as possible and do you have to come to city hall to pay it or pay it online or do, is it a part of like your utility bill or something so you have a couple different ways to pay for a new can um you can either pay online you can come to city hall to pay uh, or you can add it in either a one-time payment or an installment plans okay. uh, via your utility bill. And when you call customer service, they'll ask you, uh, how would you like to pay for that? Okay. Thank you. Um, so I see over there you have some really, really cool-looking slides uh, <laughs> that someone made. Um, someone, no names. No names. <laughs> uh, and oh, it it's some of the sanitation statistics. And is it, is it annual? Yes, yeah, so these are some annual statistics um, that I typically try to keep a track of. Um, everything from the number of employees that we have for sanitation 
to um, types of number of work orders that we do every year to uh, even just tonnage. So like, for example, um, the red dumpsters that you'll see uh, at different venues around the city, particularly a fire department, police department, uh, some restaurants have them as well. So we collect cardboard uh, from that. So residents can actually go there free of charge, dump their cardboard in there, no styrofoam, but just clean cardboard. So last year, for example, we collected almost 1600 tons of just cardboard that we were able to deliver to Pratt, um, sell it to them, and they were actually able to recycle that. Um, for recycling, we collected almost 1600 tons of recycling last year. Uh, electronics, as I talked about, because people just, you know, try to get them. Um, electronics, we collected just over 10 tons last year. Scrap metal, just over 24 tons. Cool. And uh, I know I'll, I'll, one of the things you have in there, how many customers do you guys have total? So as of uh, June of last year, we had just over 24,000 uh, customers throughout the city, but the city has about 75,000 residents. So we look at customers as base per, per household. Uh, and then we break that down between if you have townhomes, apartments, um, and then single family residential homes mm. as well. Okay, cool. Um, so um, just getting more into the financial side of it, um, what uh, is the residential sanitation monthly fee and what? why do we have it? What is it used for? Um, how does it help with public work services? Excellent question. Um, so our monthly, our monthly sanitation service fee is about $20.30 right now, and we break that up into three quadrants. So that's just for the residential side. That doesn't cover our commercial services that, that services our businesses here in the city of Rock Hill. Um, so almost half of it, about $10.19 of it, goes towards your actual regular green can garbage, and that helps deal with tipping fees, um, any type of administration uh, fees that come with that. Um, for our curbside, uh, in terms of like bulk item pickups, it's roughly about 32% or $6.45. And then for our recycling, it's about $3.65 or 18%. And then uh, you also have the, the stormwater management fee as well, correct? Yes. So the stormwater management fee, um, as Kenny was talking about earlier, helps with a lot of our stormwater projects throughout the city that we, that we get to in terms of upgrading the infrastructure, replacing pipes, things of that nature. And then that is based on square footage. So uh, the utility fee, um, if it's under 10,000 square feet, about $3.83. If it's over 10,000 10, square feet, you pay roughly $4.65. And that's just a, that's just a flat fee. Cool. Um, last time you were here, we talked to a lot about leaf collection. Yes. And how we were, if tell me if I'm wrong, changing it from a set date to kind of a running loop. Yes, that's that's correct. How has that gone? Have people adapted? Have you had any issues? I think people have adapted. We heard a lot. So so I think this upcoming year will kind of tell the difference because last year was year one and we were just trying it out. So it takes people a minute to to recognize and understand the change. So we, we did have some comments up front about uh, the change of it. And then when we started to explain it, it was like, oh, OK. Um, but what I believe to help with that is that we could tell them the last time we were actually on their street. So mm -hmm. we could say, hey, we were on your street on, say, November 15th. Here's how many times we've been on your street since we started. Here's where we're at now. Here's what collection day we're on. So you can kind of get an idea if you look at the map. If we were on Tuesday 
And right now we're on Thursday, you know, okay, they got to go back to the south side on, for Monday's route before they come back to me. Mm-hmm. So it may be three, four days before they come back to me. And then, uh, so that's going well. Later in May uh, is Public Works Month, or week, I should say. Yes. Public Works Week. Yes. Um, one, do you guys do anything special for that? And then two, what would you want people to take away from that week? So Public Works Week is uh, the end of May, right before Memorial Day, uh, is the week of the 22nd through the 26th of May. Um, we look at that uh, as a department just as a way to kind of appreciate our employees because there a lot of them, you know, the entire department are really a bunch of unsung heroes just because of the nature of the work that we do kind of goes into the background of the business of the city every day. Um, so we try to look for ways to, to show them appreciation via cookouts, via um, breakfasts, things, things of that nature. Uh, this year, we're actually hosting uh, the regional um, national public, or I'm sorry, state uh, association of public works, um, APWA, uh, the upstate branches, uh, backhoe rodeo here in Rock Hill. So we're going to have that as a focal point on May 24th out at Manchester Meadows. Okay. So some of our operators will be able to come out there, show some of their skills against other competitors from across the region. And then the top three winners of our regional here in Rock Hill will go to Charleston in June for the state competition. And then I think the top either two or three from the state competition will go to what's called PWX or uh, Public Works Expo, which this year will be held in San Diego, California. All right. So I'm sorry if I missed this and what you just said, but they're competing in what? It's called a backhoe rodeo. So backhoe is a piece of equipment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Kenny can talk to you more about the equipment side of it. Yeah. But they'll do um, certain exercises within the equipment and they're, they're time for accuracy, efficiency, and obviously quickest time without destroying anything. And then based on those number of um, competitions or races will determine the top winners. So just give me some more detailed examples. So they, they got the the backhoe. What are they doing with it? Yeah, jumping jacks. No. Like, like <laughs> when you say that, I'm thinking they're like running sprints and holding it. Yeah. Like I know. In help the me pa- out here. In the past, what they what, what I've seen is they, they take like a wooden spoon and tie it to the teeth of the the backhoe. Yeah. And then you've got cones set up, so you've got to take that wooden spoon and pick up a uh, uh, tennis ball and set it on top of the the top of the cone. And it's like five of them. So every time. Uh, you set it on and it drops off, then you pretty much got to start all over. Okay. Uh, and then there's some of them you have to kind of uh, weave your way in, in between the cones and stuff. So it's it's, it's pretty neat to watch, um, but also it, it, you you really got to know your stuff and you got to be a, a good, experienced operator to be able to get through it uh, quickly. And so, so you're hosting the regionals in in Rock Hill. Yes. And there's a national competition. Yes. Y'all are blowing my mind right now. <laughs> so last year it was actually in Charlotte because um, the Public Works Expo was actually in Charlotte. Yeah. So we actually got to see national. So everybody who won state was actually able to go just down the road to Charlotte and participate in nationals. All right. So the, that that drill you just said ma- makes me sound like I, I could be good at it. So like uh. what what <laughs> what skills benefit a competitor that the average person might not have does that make sense yeah i mean you just got to uh, you just got to know the equipment you know okay, i mean yeah. there's when you have back goes uh here at the city we run a lot of mini x's and track codes bigger yeah. machine and, and they're they're set up uh, control wise differently uh the back codes it's more or less it's got a front bucket and it's got a back bucket so you, the part you're using is the back bucket yeah. so you would spin around and you've got uh most of the time you got two levers so i mean it's not just 
any, any person from the street can just jump on yeah. there and start pulling levers because you've got to know which way they're going, which way you've you got to take it. And it's more or less taking your time uh, and, and going smooth and slow with it. Uh, because, like I said, you've got a spoon uh, and you've got a golf ball on it, so you're trying to keep that golf ball on that spoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're going fast, obviously it's going to fall off, and you've got to scoop it back up with the spoon to start back over. So, I mean, it's, it's more to it than what you think. And, and you said the winners go to San Diego? This year, yes. Is there like a LeBron James of public works? Like, well, man, I wish I were that guy. <laughs> He's uh, so good. Hey, uh, when it comes to equipment, Traco and Mini X wise, yeah. yes, we've got some good, good, talented, awesome, uh, experienced uh, equipment operators here. But how uh, far has that was the furthest a Rock Hill person has gone? Uh, we done it uh, several years back, and uh, we didn't quite get out of the uh, the first okay. the first round, just because it was our first go at it. Yeah, uh, we didn't have the opportunity to be able to practice on. Uh, the skills challenge part of yeah. it. Uh, so it's kind of just out, out there to see how we done. Three of us went, and I think one of us finished uh, in the top 15. What's the expectation this year? Or we feel like might have a run at gold? Uh, we might. Maybe. We maybe. Might. We'll okay. see. We we'll might. See. <laughs> see if we bring home a medal or yeah. a trophy. Hey, we're going to give it a shot and see what okay. happens. <laughs> so. Well, that really sounds fun. And when did you say that was happening? That is May 24th at manchester okay. meadows okay so is it just like a public thing anybody it is, can it go is a public thing we're looking to have uh kind mm-hmm. of a touch a truck event okay um so we're definitely looking for the public to be able to come out maybe support some of our employees and okay. then some of the other employees from around the area as well okay anything that we missed or that you guys would like to add oh i mean kenny we can talk about public works for oh, for yeah. hours <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I think y'all covered it. I mean, beautiful. Just, I mean, Public Works is a, a a department that you know assists a lot of other departments, and we do a lot of good work out there. So, well, we appreciate you all for everything that you do. It seems like Public Works really keeps the city pretty <laughs> and everything um, clean and staying afloat. But we definitely thank you for joining us today. All right. well, thank you thank for you. having us. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill City Cast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.